look, if you don't want to make that change within yourself, it's not going to get better. This might not apply to everybody, but if you feel like you're rock bottom, okay, and you're hoping for a better day, but you literally are doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that's a definition of insanity. You are provided with a choice every day. You are provided with multiple choices throughout the entire day. Take that choice, make that change. You've identified a problem. You're saying you're rock bottom. Got it, you're there now. There's only one way and it's up. So change your mindset, use that choice and go a freaking different direction. Love y'all, Faceman VTT out. Day three of retirement. As an infantryman, I was asked if I could clean the sink. So let's look at this. Definitely some kind of grime on there. And I open up the cabinet. What do I use? Nothing comes to mind. Like my experience is my skill set. Nothing. Wait a minute. Everyone knows this is how you clean everything. Imagery retired. Just give me a second. Would you like a military discount? Uh, oh, do you offer one? Uh, oh, it's the cap of the day. CC's Pizza is the county fair of restaurants. You go in there, you look around, you feel a little bit better about yourself, then you realize that you're in there too. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, let's be honest. You know, not everybody's made for this life. It's scary. You know, you gotta jump out of a plane while it's moving. That's not natural. It's high, it's, it's fucking wet outside sometimes. It's snowy, it's hot, it's dry, it's shitty. Who the fuck would wanna be airborne? Best job, fucking best job I ever had.
What's up? Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to episode 108 of the Trash Talk Hour. Special guest today is Dan from Briar Barn. And today I'm joined by Nick. What is that? Don't worry about it. You're good. Colonel. God, what are you doing? God in the background, crazy Asian, like playing stuff in my headphones. How's no, that was that, that was me. That was you, Nick. That was great. Uh, yeah, you're fired. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was watching Pornhub earlier. Had the volume up. <laughs> sorry. No. Thank God can that you, didn't can, play, bro. Can you say that? No, I don't know. No, we're still on, right? Yeah, yeah we're still live. I think I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> how's everybody doing today? Good day. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Great. Great. Right. Now I'm just gotta. Hey, if you watched the fight show earlier today, we did a Saturday morning fight show instead of Friday night, and Joe and Bill right now are five for five. Right. It is coming. The money is coming oh, yeah, today. Huh? It's coming, baby. It's nice. coming. And then, like I said, Joe. Joe that's what's up. Yep. But yeah, what's Joe. up? What's and up? Buddy's missing today. We don't know where Buddy's at. No, just kidding. Happy birthday to Buddy's kid. Doing family yeah. things. We don't know great, his name. We just know? call him Buddy's kid. <laughs> so. <laughs> Although he has sold, I think he sold the most shirts and buttons for us on a on a tour. So, but we should yeah. we should know his name. But it's just hey kid. So that's all. It's that's all kid. he gets. Yeah, it's Buddy's kid. The easiest way to do it, you know, <laughs> Buddy's kid. But uh, anyway, we will kickstart this dumpster fire with another conspiracy that I uh, googled yesterday. I think I sh- I sent the photos to Chris yesterday. I'm sure he's gonna upload them right now. And um, as you all know, I'm really big into the UFO thing and the alien thing. And today we're going to talk about uh, the landing case in Zimbabwe, okay? So back in 1994, uh, this UFO was flying around in this little small town in Zimbabwe. And uh, hundreds of eyewitnesses saw this UFO flying around. And then after like three or four days, it actually landed in a school, like in their playground, okay? 70 to 80 kids. And the the ages were like from five to eight, you know, witnessed this UFO land. Aliens got out of the UFO and then started talking to these kids telepathically, okay? So I just like straight up like telling them about the environment and how like technology is dangerous. Mm. All kinds of crazy shit, okay? UFO took off. A week later, um, this doctor came in town from Harvard, all right? He's a Harvard psychiatrist. Uh, he brought camera crews in and everything to interview these kids. And uh, they separated all the kids during the interviews, okay, and had them draw what they saw, okay? So they weren't, like, sitting next to each other drawing these pictures. They were isolated drawing these pictures. And obviously the pictures that you see right now on the page, those were the pictures that they drew. Hmm. Um, the guy's name was John Mack. He was a Harvard psychiatrist. Um, after all that was done, they went back. John Mack died in a car accident in London. Not sure if he got Epstein or what the hell happened with that. He got Clinton. Uh, yeah, he got Clinton or something, um, but he died, okay? And uh, long story short, they brought all these people back because it happened in 1990, what did I say, 1994? So yeah. they interviewed all these people later on. There's a movie about it. And, you know, the fascinating thing for me is that these kids all drew the same pictures, even though they were isolated. Like, these kids weren't actors at the age of five to seven. So... I do actually believe that maybe something occurred on that day. Okay. There's a lot more to it. Like I said, there's a movie about it. There's documentaries, uh, New York times did a huge article on it. Um, something definitely went down and for like over 67 kids to like, you know, talk about the same message that apparently these UFOs, uh, these aliens, uh, sent to them telepathically and then witnessing these spacecrafts and everything. I, I'm a big UFO guy. I think something happened. 
Uh, I don't think the guy like just got into a car accident and died. I think maybe the government wanted to cover it up, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm going to say, yes, something went down, whether it's U.S. technology, Russian technology, Chinese, whatever it may be, but something landed on that day. These kids saw something and then maybe there was a cover up behind it. And then apparently when I was reading on all this, a similar situation happened in the 60s in Australia where a UFO landed on a, uh, by a school as well. And there were like over 300 witnesses. I don't know much about that one because I didn't really research it. So it's obviously a thing that occurred, you know, more than once. So hard yes for me. It happened. Um, and that's my take. Dan, what is your take? I, you know, with conspiracies, I've worked with government intel agencies and are not that good. So I never figured out like how anybody keeps a secret. So I lean towards they saw something, but I have four kids, man, and five to seven. I mean, they're seeing stuff that, you know, and then they talk for two or three days. And then you got a Harvard guy mixed in. I don't know, man. It's it's yeah, there's a lot of doubt in me there, but I want to think there's somebody smarter than us out there. Because look at what we do. <laughs> but I just, I don't believe the conspiracy part or anything with government involved. But, you know, who knows, man? I, well, I'm 50 50. That, no, that, the Harvard take. guy flying out was for the investigation. So he brought camera crews and stuff, you know. And yeah, it could be maybe linked to him, like some conspiracy yeah. to like write a book and make some money. But what gets me the most is the isolation part. Like all these kids yeah. were interviewed. And they were isolated, drawing these pictures, and the pictures are up on the page right now. And so, they're all so, similar. Like it would take a lot to to convince five to seven year olds to, you know, like come up with the same story. Basically, you know, we got we got to do some research into Zimbabwe in the nineties because uh, yeah. Echo Echo Roning says on the chat, he says, is it possible that they saw the same movie or read the same picture book or read the same picture book, which is why they have the same story slash pictures. And it was like 100%. Uh, did did yeah. they have TV in Zimbabwe in the 90s? Dude, I, I grew no, up in no, not, I grew up in no, third world no. countries, man, and there's only like two TV shows that get over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so, I, so, yeah. so I watched I mean Night Rider Night Rider ran so for a year. Where do you think those <laughs> B movies make it? Yeah, I think it was Barstool Sports they interviewed one of the kids, all right? He's like he went to college and all that. I, I don't know, he's a professor now or something, but they yeah. interviewed him on their show and he talked about when they brought in like cameras and stuff mm. like that was the first time he's ever seen a camera in his life so the yeah. technology wasn't even there and now these aliens are talking to these kids about you know the technology dangerous, which yeah. is really weird like you, you pick the wrong spot like if these are you know <laughs> extremely intelligent beings maybe zimbabwe in that area where there's really not any technology. It's probably not the well, place to educate people on technology and the environment. Maybe, maybe they're trying to say stay in your stay in your center, stay in your zone, because when technology yeah. comes down here, it's going to screw you up. Well, do you believe yeah, in so. if you believe in UFOs? Maybe they're just screwing with us because they never. What, hey, they what, never, what do you mean, if Dan? Well, let's just say they're real, right? <laughs> if I was a if I was an alien species, I'd come down and screw with yeah. people. I wouldn't find the most advanced area. I'd go hit Zimbabwe, like, you know, rural Australia in the 60s, <laughs> somewhere with no cameras, right? <laughs> so maybe they right. know. I don't know. I mean, that, that bolsters the argument, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're, like, in between. Maybe something happened. Now you got me convinced. Sure. I think they're screwing with us. So uh, there are UFOs. I'll give it that. That's the first time I thought that. I mean, the government said UFOs, that there was yeah. last, last a couple months ago. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, June, they declassified a lot, and a lot of European countries have declassified, and they're calling them UAPs now. They're not, UFO is not even the term used anymore. It's unidentified aerial phenomena, you know, mm. but it's all over the news, too. Like, every news channel is talking about that shit now, and, but that in itself could be a big cover up or a conspiracy yeah. to scare us to think that there's some outside threat. You know, you could get me going for hours now. Well, when it actually isn't, and it's to bring in the new world order and one world. Did it say no, Pfizer anyway, on the side? We'll talk about that some. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about fine. that some other time. You know, <laughs> Dan. What I mean, Rob. Rob, what's your take on this? All right, so uh, I'll, I'll keep mine short and sweet. They You're just released. Smart guy, Rob. Yeah, they so, just released you know. the sequel to this, right? So the UFO is probably made out of vibranium. There's a aquatic version of this, and then maybe that's why the guy died on the way to London because he was followed across the ocean and killed and uh these people maybe it's not zimbabwe maybe it's wakanda maybe it's the wakandans coming out early and identifying themselves and then 30 years later they make a movie and then they make a sequel uh yeah. hashtag re recast Chadwick star Bowman. trek four with the whales i got you yeah. mm. i'm on it <laughs> no, star trek four with the, 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 hump, with the okay. humpbacks is is, is is very telling there i like that <laughs> reference yeah that, it's I mean, these movies, they got to come from somebody, right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, there's no original thought in Hollywood, so it had to come from somebody. Nobody just thinks I'm going to go back in time and save humpback whales, right? Nobody just <laughs> thinks that, right? Yeah. So, like, that had to have happened. <laughs> just saying. Somewhere. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What's your take, Nick? Is that it? It well, happened? No, no, again, like, I, I'm a believer in UAPs, right? Yeah. So yeah, Monica's talking about how I live next to Area 52 or whatever, but no, well, I, I know you're going to talk Monica, about your... I don't even know what Area 52 is. Area 51. But, she meant 51, but yeah. she's from UCLA, so yeah. she can't count. So we've already went over this. We love uh, you, Monica. Today. Thanks for tuning in. So yeah. Monica was flexing her schooling background earlier to me today about spelling, and now she can't write 51. So it's that's a UCLAism. Uh, she's laughing on the page because she knows Real quick, right. Kevin. Kevin said Moeller and Scully would only need 15 minutes to pick this apart. Yeah. Right. Those, of, those of us who went to the Yale of the Southwest, i.e. UTEP, could say 51. We could, UTEP. Yeah. Texas so. Western. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the miners. <laughs> but uh, hey, they're bull eligible. Anyways, uh, again, I believe in UAPs. I sit outside here in El Paso, where, which is on the flight line with all these other weird places. And like I said, there was that Hard one tells. time where there was this thing skyrocketing across the sky, like way up in the air. And like about 30 seconds later, two fighter jets came hauling fucking ass, right? On the same flight line. Now, were they protecting it or were they chasing it? Like, what were they doing? We don't know. It's a UAP, right? And we, like, we we don't know. Um, but I, I got to go with this happened. And I think that, you know, when... Because the aliens created the Earth, right? They they created all the technology that we have. We've seen this in movies. It's obviously true, right? Like they bury stuff in the ground. Chariots of the gods. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, the life of Brian, you know, the aliens came, picked him up, you know, when he was about to get in trouble and got him out of trouble because he was an important person for the alien, you know, cause. Um, I got to think they went to Africa and they picked Zimbabwe because they were like, hey, stay away from the technology. The technology is probably from a different alien, like uh, universe. So competing so that's aliens. A, that's a consensus that that they actually are coming down because they're they're 
their planet got destroyed by technology and now they see that we're using technology and they don't want can, that to happen. Can to we us challenge in, them? You know, well, that's what we or whatever. That's can what we I'm challenge saying. the aliens if they're listening to well, us it, to it, land it, on? It, it depends on which alien group you're talking about. So I think that Rays, there's a, the reptilians, there's like a bunch I, of I the think Nordics. You know? Intergalactic battle. And then the people who actually first planted the seed in America, in, in the United States, and then in the world, I should say, uh, United States is the world, in the world, right? They were like, hey, we got to go back and make sure that these guys don't follow the technology that these guys planted. Hey, right, can, so, I, can I just offer a challenge to the aliens if they're listening? I mean, they're obviously listening to you guys, right? Well, yeah. Uh, can they land on SOCOM headquarters and then we can debunk no, everything? Not not Maybe. yet, not yet, because I'm a okay. big fan of General Evans. Like he's one no, of no, I don't want him to hurt anybody. I just want to get yeah, out okay. and make him draw pictures, you know, get a bunch of <laughs> Yeah, wait till General Evans leaves, then you can do something. Okay. But uh, he's a, like I'm a big fan of him. Just uh, land there, hang out, yeah. you know, have them draw stuff with crayons. You'd <laughs> be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Chris but, is hey, saying in the chat, the baker, real quick, now Chris is saying, how did they know how to speak in English? Blah blah well, blah. I, I, I replied. Are, I replied they learned English over there. It was tele. It was telepathic. Well, right, but he's the pictures that are up there. Some of the kids wrote in English, but they learned. Chris, other countries learned English in like fourth if grade. Like, I was not English in like second and, grade. And when did I the English in did the English not control at like ninety? They controlled of it. it. Rhodesia was. It used to be called Rhodesia, Zimbabwe. So it was English. I mean, Chris was Chris was raised and educated in a liberal state. He's a marine. So it's understand. okay. Go eat some crayons, Chris. Yeah, Go eat yeah. some crayons. The, ba like, the baker is a marine. He doesn't get it. <laughs> You're not speaking American, all right? Yeah, so uh, it's just it is what it I is. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chris, man, he's like, you better stop making fun of me. I'll shut this show down right now because he can. He's right. got the power. <laughs> yeah, go eat some crayons, Chris. But so, so Nick, it, it happened. It happened. Hundred percent, it happened. Okay, hundred percent. Aliens went down there and fucked with these kids. Easy, easy. Right. So I want to see the movie. I got to look that up. I definitely want to see that. And the reason why Clinton killed him was because the reporter is because no, like that is actually why 10, does that guy have to die, man? Like actually, you know, actually, because ten of those kids were abducted by these aliens. And have they you were seen on Clinton? They were have on you seen Clinton somewhere. lately? It looks like an alien. So he's he's kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, like why did there. that guy have to die? The Harvard professor. Yeah. He, because he, he looked taught, the wrong he, way. He probably he audited crashed. a class with Hillary. Yeah, right. he crossed the street looking the wrong way. Yeah. Did Hillary go to Harvard? Yeah. yeah. Why did. did they go to... No, she didn't. Think, Maybe it is like, all she, tied she in there. She went to like she Obama went to like Little, Rock, Little Rock State or something. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it is all tied into like, <laughs> you know, child <laughs> slavery and, you know, Hillary. I got, I got, a, I got a Harvard sweatshirt. Or Zimbabwe to grab kids. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to stop with that because we'll all get fucking canceled here. Right, right. <laughs> hey, so we have a we have the distinct pleasure to welcome back. Uh, he hasn't started his own Facebook page yet, but he's supposed to. VTT's Mad Colonel. All right. So back in the day when we first started our dumpster fire, you know, I had I, I had this idea that hey, we should bring on you know an angry colonel, and I said he had to be black or like you know a woman. That way we couldn't get in trouble for whatever he says. And I'm like, I know the guy, right? And he, he's just going to come out. You got and, both? You got uh, both? Oh, snap. <laughs> nice. Nice. But, uh, <laughs> all right. I see how but, it goes. But, but it ended up being one of the, the best uh, best things we did because now we partner in multiple different ways, uh, especially sexual, but we can't talk about that. But uh, no, uh, we got the angry colonel as a guest host, and he gets to tell us what he's upset about. 
And this is going to be fun. Hopefully, yeah, usually pretty damn good too. Usually pretty. It's been fun. a while. It's been so, a while, Rob. Yeah. So I've, I've I've been sitting on this one, and this one kind of popped on Friday. So if you're watching the news at all, you saw that there was a second special counsel put up against uh, Donald Trump, and part of it is it's like, why do we really care if this guy's you know the most unelectable dude in the world? Why would we even want to you know uh, investigate this guy again? There's going to be people that have their own conspiracy theories. Is it about January 6th? Is it about stolen documents? Is it about this, that, or the other thing? However, that doesn't matter. As a taxpayer in the United States, you should not want to see multiple investigations against anyone in politics because that costs you money. It was $10 million that was spent on the, you know, the Mueller investigation. And now if we're going to continue to do this, another investigation for two more years, that could be another 10 to 20 million of your taxpayer dollars. I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but if you watch presidential spending, Joe Biden has spent more in two years than Barack Obama spent in eight. Well, if he got as many votes as more than Obama, he's allowed to. Well, true. I mean, I I guess that gives him all the clearance. (laughs) And, And just so you guys know, you know, this may upset some people. So here's your trigger warning. If you voted for Joe Biden, I'm not black based off of some of the things that he said. So for me, you have too much money. Yeah, that's it too. You know, I'm waiting for my student loan. I'm waiting for my student loan forgiveness because serving in the military is not good enough. And then of course we have politicians coming out and openly saying they want to replace you. If you're a veteran and you are on this podcast and you're listening to this, you should be railing your senators and your congressmen and all your representatives for one reason and one reason only. They're saying that we have to make 20 million people citizens, but we have homeless veterans on the street that can't get support from the government that they served. And that is a scathing indictment on our society. And guess what, folks? It doesn't matter what color you are, what race, creed, like, you know, the Marines said it best. So I'm going to give a shout out to the Marines. It's light green and dark green, but we're all green. That's kind of how I see things as far as, you know, the military is concerned. And that's how we should see things in society. But you say one thing, oh, abortion is the most important issue in this, in this, uh, you know, in this election cycle. But then you're saying, oh, well, we don't have an infant mortality rate that allows us to continue to, to grow as a country. Well, then stop killing babies, right? That's a simple transaction. So you can't stand on abortion and then say, hey, we need to have more kids. So which one is it? They're, standing on, women, the they're standing on women's rights, Rob. I'm not standing on a woman's rights. It's a state issue. Let the states take care of it. Well, right? that's what I, I, you know me. I'm an apolitical guy. Yeah. Right. And so I try to just be objective. And there was like five states that had abortion rights on their state ballots. Yeah. And one of them was Kansas. Right. And people don't understand that state. There's a North Kansas and there's a South Kansas. Yep. Like there, it is very divided. And that state, by an overwhelming majority, which means North and South, voted that into their state constitution that yeah. the women did have the right. Okay, so that's exactly what the Supreme Court wanted. But like you said, Correct. the triggered the, the triggered people are like, "Oh my God!" It's like, no, you don't realize that the Supreme Court just gave every state the opportunity yeah. to do what it, they want. Yeah, it's a, it's a tenth amendment, and if you want to talk about democracy, voting in your state. And having a state election that impacts something like abortion or like concealed carry or constitutional carry or whatever, all those things are more valuable yeah. if it goes yeah. to the state level because all what too often, you know, 
our politicians are in it for like, think about it. Our country's been around for almost 250 years. Joe Biden has been in politics for one fifth of that. Like do the math. And he's not the only one, you know, there's Republicans, there's Democrats on both sides that have been in there forever. And I can tell you that an 80 year old person doesn't drain the swamp, right? That's what Trump wants. Yeah. Well, it's true, but you don't, you know, an 80 year old person doesn't have the same perspective as a 40 year old person, as a 30 year old person or a 20 year old person, but yet, and still, we're going to push that line further and further to younger ages to make people more responsible for things that they absolutely shouldn't be and then expect everybody just to be good with it. And I think that's one of the things it's like, hey, look, you guys being NCOs, there's a reason why you never put a second lieutenant in charge of a platoon without an NCO to back him up because mm-hmm. he's young, right. he's dumb, he's going to make mistakes. That's why we always create an environment where, at least in the military, you have somebody that says, hey, bud, you're in charge when I tell you you're in charge. And that's kind of the unwritten rule of all good units. Yep. And- oh, Robert, I, you know, I, I'm glad you brought up the 10th Amendment, man. That's one of my, I mean, the whole purpose of having different states was the experiment, right? Economically, demographic, whatever you want to call it. And it's great. If you look at like, I, I lived in Australia for a while and everybody thinks it's very similar, but it isn't. It's very top-down government. There's nothing you well, can do. Well, we saw that during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lived in Melbourne, man. Melbourne is like... God bless them. It's a beautiful country. Don't get me wrong. The people are great. But they, the 10th Amendment is probably the best thing I've ever seen the founding fathers came up with. And one of the worst things you talked about, you know, I always loved, and it's kind of, Jefferson's attributed to it, but, you know, the government, the government closest to the people serves the people best, right? How many of us have seen federal government programs that just suck? Like, they always suck because they... They have no regional. Not the ones I was in. Well, they have no regional, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, the military is a legitimate function of the federal government. It's, the, it's, right? the, it's one of the only parts of the federal government that actually yeah. brings a return on investment. Exactly. But how many, how many, but the problem I see with, like, DOD is how many civilians are in there now. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, like, they've they've inflated that to the point you can't even, like, I don't even think, honestly, most of the DOD decisions are made by people that don't wear a uniform and never have yeah, yeah. and well, they're bureaucrats uh, yeah yeah think Nobody, about major policy well, oh yeah well, i mean yeah major yeah i mean you have to it, it sucks and and they're a huge part of all the government programs so i i won't get too much into that but like it, it does kill me when you see like local government how many people can name their local their state senator oh i say this all the time uh, that you you state like, whenever, senator whenever not even that. When somebody wants to get into a political argument with me, I go, yeah. who's your district representative? Yeah, who go, is That's it? what. what I go, you know and, what? Then, and then tell me who your alderman is at the state level. Yeah, and you know I'm who like, killed that? If you can tell me who that is, I will have an argument. And I ha- I always bring up the 10th Amendment the 17th Amendment. We screwed that up because we Senate was supposed to be the state legislature telling the federal government what to do when it was a check on it. Yeah, Obamacare would have never been passed if the 17th Amendment wasn't there. It's the Affordable Care Act, Dan. So... It's not affordable. I'll stop there. Four hundred thirty-six, four hundred thirty-six billion dollars yeah. in perpetuity. So I'm, I'm just I, saying. I, I I'm just saying you wouldn't. If if the state government had a voice in the federal government like it's supposed to, you wouldn't have it. But they bribed enough individuals that had a whole state in their pocket. Yeah. You know? the The bottom line is liberty is the absence of coercion from the government. Yeah. So right. you should be able to live your life as free as possible and not having the government dictate what you should yeah. or shouldn't be doing. Right. So here, I'm going to get back to Rob here. I want to get back to him, but I want to, you know, throw this in there when he, what he brought up about how much it's going to cost 
to indict Trump that won't get charged with anything, yeah. right? Like, like nothing will happen. We'll just spend twenty or thirty million happens. dollars, right? We'll just spend that money. It's a for, fucking circus, man. It's just a waste time, right? And mm-hmm. but again, here's where I think that how they confuse the Americans, the American population. And I'm guilty of it as well because I still kind of believe in it that the money, that when we talk money nowadays, right, it's a digit in a computer. Yep. Okay. It doesn't really exist, right? Because we got off the gold standard. It's literally, it's not even really paper anymore. It's in a computer. You couldn't even print everything out. If everybody went like, to the bank today and said, I want all my money like printed right now, they, they wouldn't uh, even have that. They'd have so, to go to their credit yeah. card company yeah. first. So, but even, <laughs> even still, the credit card company is going to use a computer. So yeah. here, here's something. Digital. Money, and, and you, you get this when you get into arguments about taxes, Rob. You get into this when people are like, when they say, hey, how come this isn't free? They don't understand what free means. Yeah. Well, you can't, like, a, you can't get a dollar service hey, for a dollar. There account. is nothing for free in this country. How many, right. Nothing. Right. How right. many big government How many big government <laughs> people would have been elected? Here's why I ask people this, too, if you want to talk about government spending and make it personal, right? Take away the w- withdrawals out of your check that the government can do. How many people, if they had to file their taxes and pay by check of what they earned on, say, October 20th, would vote Democrat. Yeah. Right or, or or how about this? Put the voting machine next to the gas pump. Yeah. But I mean, just <laughs> if you had to cut a check for a third of your income or 20% of your income. Good marketing idea. Two right weeks yeah, before. But that, 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 yeah. That's, that, that, that won't work because the people in major cities don't even have cars. Right. So that, yeah. they're not, they're but not I'm saying if you, if you took your check, you had to cut 20% of your income and send it to the government and then base your vote on that two weeks later. No, you know, you know what I should, you know what they should do. But, they should yeah. actually have the family that you support from your yeah. check that's receiving welfare <laughs> the, come to the your 18, house, the and, five yeah, family, and knock on your door, right? And like, hey man, where's my check? You got time for mustaches, but you don't have my money. Where's my money, Brian? Dude, <laughs> you know? hey Rob, starting starting this company, I learned more about government. The company I started, Byerborn, I learned more than I did in my whole MBA trying to file with the. The, the business license and the IRS, the freaking state. I mean, you wonder why small, I don't think any small business owner in the country votes Democrat. And I'm not trying to be Democrat or, you know. Well, oh, they will, like they will, depending but, on where they are. It's just, well, no, they, they do if if they have good lobbyists and they're a huge company, but small businesses don't. Yeah. So there, there's still, there are still are some Kennedy Democrats out there. There's still the ones yeah. that aren't far away. Yellow dog. Like, yeah. Like there's yellow still dog there. Democrats. There's, yeah. They're still out there. And again, I think the, the honest part is that the people that are like that are, are not as vocal. You know, because mm-hmm. if they're vocal, then they're going to get voted out because their party's going to turn against them. Right. Oh, and, and yeah. Let, hey, let's media. go. Let's go. Let's go back to Rob here with his what he's mad about. All right. Yeah. So let's get back to what Rob's mad about. And Rob, I've known Rob for thirty years. Which what, part, what, Rob? <laughs> oh, the one we're talking about. Rob, no, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what, what, what's the fix? Well, the fix is stop politicizing organizations that shouldn't be politicized. Like the Department of Justice should be ambivalent like you, you look at you know you look at lady justice and the scales of you know the scales of justice and it's blind it shouldn't matter what party you're in guilt or innocence whatever it should be is there evidence here no we've chased evidence against trump since he came down the escalator at some point if there's something that's out there it's probably civil and not criminal as we see there's a lot of lawsuits against them and everything else so let the courts handle that piece of it 
but from a civilian perspective or even from a you know from a military perspective like we waste so much money on other frivolous things another investigation is not going to do anything or if you're going to do an investigation let's do a simultaneous investigation on the hunter biden laptop and then trump's involvement in january 6th well here rob here's another one why doesn't i mean the reason trump got impeached the reason trump got impeached the first well when he got impeached that time was because of that whole ukraine involvement right because wasn't he the reason for it, he was he was in communication with the Ukrainian president about the laptop, and I guess he, you're not allowed to call or whatever. But that's yeah. the whole reason behind all yeah. that. To me personally, and this is where I, my conspiracy comes in. It's all a dog and pony show. Yeah, I think it's all staged to keep this this massive divide between both parties, you know, and then to keep us divided. Because if everybody came yeah. together and just believed in the same thing and had the same goal. Then, yeah. then the establishment would get crushed, the, the, you know. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Clinton, Clinton in her emails, Clinton in her emails, nothing happened with her, you know. Um, yeah. it's, Biden it's, and his laptop, nothing happened with him, you know. It's all, Trump, it's all, the impeachment, nothing happened, you know. Yeah. Like it's it's all it's all lions and wildebeest, man. That's the easiest yep. way to or show, uh, right? If I can carve yeah. away the wildebeest, that's weak. Then I can just pick him off are, at my leisure because I'm not going to be able to attack a strong right. front of all. Or of Another one that I think might be a solution is the Brits have a, you know, they have a lot less, you have a lot less lawsuits over there because whoever loses has to pay the legal fees. I wonder if you could do that against the government. Because one of the problems you have is that there's multiple places where when the federal government comes after you, I mean, they have like a 92% conviction rate or something crazy, upper 90, something like that, because they have so many, you all of us have broken a federal law probably in the 10 minutes we've been talking because there's 42,000 <laughs> yeah. and no one yeah. knows them all. Yeah. But what happens is there's unlimited funds. If it wasn't Trump, if it was one of us that they came after, we just oh, plead guilty. Done. Yeah, we plead guilty. So why not have it against the government too? If they spend 200 million coming after, you know, freaking Nick, Dave, Rob, me. Why not, hey, the equivalent we get to spend, and you know the lawyers will go after that if you make it a law. So, I mean, the problem is there's nothing you – know, the federal government has so much power against an individual that if you weren't Trump, you couldn't even defend this stuff. You just give up. You know I mean? It, you know. So yeah, I, I think that's a solution, too. At some it's point, all smoke you know. and mirrors, in my yeah. opinion. It's all smoke and mirrors. Well, right. it's, so, it's, so, it's all about division. That's, that's yep. all it is, is they just want to keep yep. us divided. They're, they're always – I don't care if you, I have to read is read the most liberal history book in the world, right? The most liberal one, and then read the most conservative one, which aren't many, but read, it's probably mostly, a, if you read an autobiography, which is true, that's probably considered conservative, right? So like, like, like read both of those. There has always been a slave force, yep. all right? Always, all right? Whether they were forced or whether they were forced by like, you know, by imprisonment or certain kind of laws. Or they were forced by taxes and zoning, right? Yeah. Like, so I can get my labor force. Look at California. I love this. I was arguing with Monica, who's going to the UCLA USC game tonight. You suck. All right, so but they, uh, she's they uh, even play football out there. Oh, they play that. That's too. I'm an Oklahoma fan. I hate gonna, USC. Well, they're, Please both don't the, mention both, them. Both of those, both of those teams are way better than Oklahoma right now. <laughs> they um, stole Oklahoma's but, offense. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. But, yeah, it's like that That slave force has to be there. And you look at California where you got a lot of Democrats moving out, right? Not because they disagree with California, but they can't afford all these beautiful things that they want there, right? Well, so they, they move yeah. out. 
but now hear me out. Who's going to stay there? All right. The elite will stay there because the elite, they, they have all the money. Right. And then now you have all the people on government assistance. You still have your slave force there. Yep. Okay. Those are the people that they need. All right. And <laughs> like Dave says, you make that divide. Uh, and that divide just now makes other people, the smarter people argue about dumb shit. Yep. Right. When smart people argue about dumb shit, then the people who are pulling the strings get to do whatever they want. Yeah. And, and, right? and, like, and yeah. there's a, and it's the equal misery principle, right? I can't expect to have equal outcomes, right? Because if I can send a thousand, you know, I've sent hundreds of thousands of soldiers downrange and everybody's experience is different. So if we can have mutual success, mutual, like there's no equality of outcome. Equality of outcome is never going to happen. I can have equality of misery because I can take everything from you and you can all have the same rations. You can all have the same power cycle. You can all have the same hard stuff against you, but you can't have the same positive stuff against you because you can't legislate somebody's right away to be an asshole. You can't legislate somebody into success because some people are going to be successful. Some people are just going to fail. That's the nature of the beast, you know? And so understanding that that's where, like, to me, that's why politics are so bad. Like I get hit from both sides because I'm a registered independent. So I hear all the chatter from the left. I hear all the chatter from the right. And rarely, if ever, do I have a conversation with a politician from the left, do they want to engage me on issues? Whereas if a Republican calls me, I can talk to them for an hour because uh, they really want to know what informed citizen looks like. Well, the, the Dave's getting yelled at by, by, out. by The middle's right dropped now, so. out. Like, you know, if you look <laughs> at, not here. If you look at every <laughs> My dad conflict, was talking to me. <laughs> if, if you look at like every conflict it, from the Revolutionary War, a third of the people are on one side, a third on the other, right? And a third are in the middle, but they're just kind of losing their voice at this point because there's a lot. Of, look, I well, they I got us argued about dumb shit. Yeah, because they're like, look, I, I gotta feed my kids. I gotta, you know, yeah, run a Maslow's. business. I gotta do something. They don't care yeah, what, even what we're saying. Yeah. So it, it's weird. I, I remember my, my the funniest story. I was working in DC with a government contract, right? And you listen to all the DC stuff. And I live a hundred miles south in in Richmond, south of Richmond, right in Virginia. And I sit there. And I can't, everybody was talking about, remember when Gaddafi got killed Yeah. and everybody in DC is, oh my God, should we have killed him? How do we do that? And all the news, everything. And I came down South. I thought the best thing in America is the bagger. When I went to the grocery store said, shit, I thought we killed him 30 years ago. <laughs> we got his family. I was like, God bless America. You know, there, yeah. there's, just, yeah. there's people out here that don't care. They, they don't care about it. My wife taught me something. I stopped watching news when I worked from home after COVID. I've been the happiest I've ever been, man. I, you know, I'm still voting the same. I don't give a shit. I, I just don't care. Like, most of the stuff coming out of Washington is bullshit, you know? Well, all, all right. We can, we can now start talking about Dan Robinson because he obviously doesn't give a shit. I don't so care. The most, I really yeah. don't. Let, let, let's get this guy on the center stage. All right. So Dan Robinson is uh, a West Point graduate. And oh, we, we usually don't hold that against people <laughs> except for today. All right, we are going to hold it against Dan today. It's 50-50 in this conversation. Yeah. So, it's well, nice. well, Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob has already gotten the brunt of the West Point, uh, you know, you know, jokes and stuff like that. But uh, 
seeing as an enlisted guy is beating two West Pointers in how to pick football games, like obviously not knowing how to analyze stuff, you know, that's probably what we spent all of that money on so that these officers could analyze things and they can't even analyze a fucking football game. All right. Mm-hmm. But a- anyways, um, that's, a, that's the other part is we, Dan, you have to answer this when you first start talking. Yep. All right. So you started a goat farming business. And mm-hmm. this is what bothers me a little bit about this. We yeah. here at Veteran Trash Talk again. Our mission is to promote any veteran business to, out there, veteran author for free. We want to see you all yep. succeed, whether you yep. do the same shit we do or something Appreciate different. It. We don't care. Yeah. We want to promote you. However, before we can sign off on what Dan Robinson does at Briar Barn, is for a hundred. What is it about a hundred thousand dollars? About one hundred and fifty to send you to West Point. After all that taxpayer money we were just talking about, you want to raise fucking goats. All right. So like that's that that's what we paid for is for you to raise goats with that $150,000 brain of yours. But anyways, Dan, welcome to the Trash Talk Hour. Uh, tell us about raising goats. Tell us what you're doing about your all, right. all that great stuff. All right, man. Look. First of all, your numbers are way off as an analyst. Since the '90s, I've heard a, hat, a quarter million. I need to be ten so, percent true. So, so I don't, I don't, it's I don't know. it's it's a lot it's, of money. And and the <laughs> saying we have, and, <laughs> and I can curse here. Right? I can curse here. I've already done it three times. But you know, yep. I, I've always heard it's a quarter million dollars, but it's shoved up your ass a nickel at a time. So we we have a little bit. It's it's a little rough. I mean, you pay for it, right? Like we didn't have a student loan, but we had to go deal with the army oh, in general oh, oh, so. <laughs> oh, here we go but the struggle is real man so we had to put like, our uniform on you know we had to put a no, uniform the normal kids yeah. in college uh, and, we had to talk yeah, to people yeah. Yeah. To, that major just, pain that colonel pays so no, yeah <laughs> i didn't i didn't touch major so yeah. i'm good well, i'm not I'm everybody not a makes I'm, captain look look i'm a, i got out as a captain that's I look why at you're rob, here I'm that's like, why you're here you, you, i look at rob like so. like, they promoted like, you to colonel good lord i we just went to our 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 uh our reunion and i'm like holy crap these guys are still like these are the guys we hated it <laughs> because no i mean come on it's you you a lot of us get out at seven years and everybody goes, Oh, that sucks. You know, what what are you doing? I'm like, Go the railroad the railroads in the US were all built by us that got out at seven years, you know. They were built by kinda, Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Well, we use Chinese and years, Irish. Man? Seven well, years, seven years? Yeah, just just south of seven years. I got about six. So what, and a nine captain? Months, so. Did you make it to cap? You made it to captain. Made it to captain. Makes the captain. So. You have to make it to captain. Yeah. <laughs> You, you right. gotta be. Gonna say, yeah, you gotta yeah. be pretty bad not to make the captain. I know a guy who didn't make. <laughs> the first hey, Rob, lieutenant. <laughs> I ran into a guy. I'm not kidding. That didn't make it to first lieutenant. I was like, oh my god. Oh. Yeah. And and after you talk to him for five minutes, you figure out why. Yeah. He's like, I was like, oh my god. But anyway, hey. <laughs> but no, I mean it happens. We get out. We go do stuff, and you know, I. I learned a bunch of stuff that's still useful. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, they give you a great education. I can't complain about that. You know, I've met great people. I, some of my NCOs, I still talk to. I love those guys. I mean, they taught me so much shit that I wouldn't have known, you know, just how to deal with what people. What was your branch? What was your I was branch? Field artillery, man. So field I got artillery, out. Okay. I went to the 101st after I got out, and I was – I. I didn't like light too much, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I, I went to I went to Korea. Are you airborne and, in 101st? No, no, I was no, not no, airborne. 
No, they were yeah. they were fake airplanes. Yeah, I know, I know. Dude, we land. Airplanes. That's why I asked that. Yeah, yeah. We're actually operational. I'm like, Dan, you, you brought us a leg. You brought us a from, leg. Death from a bus for the 82nd <laughs> yeah. for you guys. <laughs> so that's what the Panther is felt in cunningness, right? And the, the arrow down is death from hey, above. Okay, death from <laughs> above, baby. Yeah, I, I heard death from a bus in the first Gulf War. My dad used to tell me, and he's airborne. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, I'm not trying to insult you. It's just, it's. I respect anything you did. I lived with my first house at the 101st was two infantry guys and two other field artillery guys. They all had airborne wings. I mean, so you had I, to cook dinner every night. I do it anyway. Look at me, man. I'm not skinny. <laughs> shit, I cook now. Like I love cooking, man. That's my favorite shit in the world, <laughs> besides booze. But uh, but no, I mean it. It was fun. I, I grew up an army brat anyway. I graduated high school in Bangladesh, so I was the freak. I don't know, Rob. I didn't know Rob was a plea, but I, I was just happy there was fresh water and I could drink out of the sink, man. Like everybody thought I was a freak at West Point, like. I'm like, that's great, man. There's, there's food. You, you're not going to get Jardia. <laughs> like, I don't have to take quinine pills. So I, I graduated in high school in Bangladesh. My dad was a foreign area officer. And, you know, I started looking at uh, farms. I mean, I've worked on farms everywhere, including over there watching auctions and stuff. And that's why I started a buyer barn. So it's uh, it's been fun, man. I, you know, you want me to keep going? I don't want well, to yeah, what, what, is talk, what do you do? What do you this do? Is your show. We're, we're the first online farm, farm animal auction. So I can't, you know, the funniest thing is I there's can't There's a lot do, of people who like farming on this show. So that watch Oh, show. dude, there's yeah. a ton of farms. Like everybody's nostalgic about a farm until you have to come out and like pull a baby calf or baby goat out. Trust me, my aunt was here during that last one. And I've, I just had six puppies born. I raised Marima sheepdogs too, but I, I, the first thing I learned was was getting out in the world was just you know, when I got out, I just I volunteered, man. I went to the local uh, the thing I can tell every veteran that's getting out, go volunteer somewhere, man. You'll learn stuff that you hadn't met. I went and look. I volunteered with the Chamber of Commerce when I got here. They looked at me like, well, we've never had a volunteer. Like, what what do we do? You know, what I mean, but you get to meet people, you got to integrate, you know? And so I volunteered with a co-op that does uh, farm auctions. And if you can imagine a farm animal auction from the 1950s, it's probably about the same as most of them right now. So I, you go in, they pay by check or cash, that's it. And it's just guys running farm animals through. And I said, what the hell is wrong? So I tried to buy it because all the old guys, it was a nonprofit, were closing it down. So we tried to buy it, and I didn't like one of the guys that was there. He was a meat meat buyer. So what we did is I is I've been I've been working in IT for 16, 17 years. I have a an architect that was my partner. So we built a platform to sell farm animals completely online, man. So no wait, it's, so 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 there. Here's where you saw your gap, right? And then yep. you had you had a way to do it, right? You had a way mm -hmm. to fix it. So yeah, mm -hmm. so you built a platform to sell goats, goats, cattle, all the farm animals. We're not doing exotics yet. I'm, we're going to move into llamas. We actually have an Air Force Academy grad that llamas, yeah, dude, llamas, ostriches. They sell them all in the U.S. Man, you been to Texas? Like they sell everything down there. But uh, yeah, but do you eat the them? Greatest country, you the greatest country in the world. Uh, they use they use llamas mostly for their coat. It's softer than wool, so they'll uh, mm. they'll use them for their coat, kind of like sheep's wool, but it's it's a lot softer. 
Llama, Dave. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Have you ever had a llama burger? Why not? Dave? No. I mean, even you ostrich. Yeah. I'm sure you could eat it, bro. I'm sure ostrich, you could eat it. Me too. Uh, ostrich eggs. Ooh, yeah. Ostrich. I bought an ostrich egg one time. I told you I'm a cook, man. 22 chicken eggs and ostrich. I yeah. tried to do the math. I'm like, why don't they? Why aren't they more popular? Well, you need a drill and a chisel to get through them, and they only lay one egg every like month and a half. So the math doesn't work out. But yeah, no, we sell chickens. Chickens is probably our biggest seller than goats. And um, I mean, since COVID, chicken backyard chicken sales have gone through the roof. Weird. So yeah, they people are just trying it out so we 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 started it and me, it's been great dan let me rewind real quick for the yeah. viewers too and maybe i missed this portion so it's all done online yeah. but yeah. do you you have your actual own farm right i have my own farm no? yeah okay yeah okay. i started a farm in 2000 i've lived kind of agriculturally my whole time even when i was in my last post at uh in oklahoma i lived across from a cattle ranch so i go talk to the guy and figure out what and i always loved a farm and so in 2017, I bought a farm out here outside of Richmond, between Richmond and then uh, Norfolk in in Southeast Virginia. And man, I tell you, my grandfather used to have a saying, he was from Massachusetts, he said if the country had been settled from west to east, nobody would have gone to New England. It is hard as hell on the East Coast, man. I go to my, my brother-in-law's in Indiana, and I'm like, dude, it's all cleared. <laughs> like, it's all like, there's no trees. So, but I've been clearing this property for, and I, and I'll be honest, agriculture for veterans, it's awesome, man. I there, It's an outdoor experience, which you don't get in the civilian world. You're not sitting behind a computer. Yep. You are a little yep. bit to sell your product. But then you go outside, and it's varied, man. There's, it's problem solving. You go out, you build a fence, you do. And the problem is there's no none in America anymore. I mean, farming, small farming is kind of dying in the country, to be quite honest with you. Well, because it doesn't pay anything anymore with the regulations. It doesn't pay, and it's just there's regulations everywhere, and the government funds so much of agriculture right now that it. But there's a lot of guys really successful in niche areas, right? Like llamas, for instance. The government hasn't got their, you know, the hooks in the llamas yet. And, well, and there's so now, so now, now let's go back on this. Yeah. Uh, so you have a farm. You wrote the software to sell animals on that platform yeah is there is there anything in briar barn that encourages veterans to come work on your farm help yeah. with your farm like this no, is what i want to get to for our community like, like yeah. what, what does it do for the veteran i'm not i'm not looking for charity i don't need guys to come out they like, can come out if they want i'm full you know, no, email no, 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 me, but, but, but explain but explain the yeah. benefit of that of coming out the and working on a farm and doing that stuff i like, use i use ebay versus a garage sale right like if you want the best price for your, if you're gonna if you're gonna sell a, a garage sale and you got a a vase from the Ming Dynasty or something, right? Are you gonna sell that at a yard sale? What are you gonna get? The four people around you, maybe the hundred people that show up. Whereas eBay, you're gonna get the entire country. So what we do is most of the local farm auctions, you're only gonna get the price that you can get out of two or three counties. Whereas if you have a specialty chicken, you have goats, you have something that you need. I'll give you an example. When I started, the reason I really started this, I needed Kiko goats because they're hardier. They're big. They're not They're not quite as big as boar, but about the same size. I had to go on Facebook. Every social media platform blacklists you if you say you're buying or selling animals, period. That's it. That's all you have to do. I can't even announce what our company does on Facebook. I have to tell them to go to our platform and look. But... Um, 
I had, I spent five weeks looking for Kiko goats and I would just have to DM like every farm I found on Facebook or, you know, and it took me forever, man. I was like, this is terrible. And I hate inefficient. I do that for my job, like realigning a lot of these IT networks. So I went in and I said, well, shit, we can just list it. Like, and so what we did is it took me five weeks to find them. I went up with $600 in cash to buy four. Now think about it. When's the last time you handle a $600 to $1,000 of cash you weren't deployed? You know, like paying some haji somewhere. But you know what I mean? Like you, it's uh, it's unsecured. Well, I'm kind of baller. I I usually have that on me all the time. So, well, like, you know, you know, the strip so. clubs know that too, right? <laughs> so in ones, especially in, in ones. Fort, especially in Fort Polk, but, in uh, ones, yeah. right? But <laughs> but I mean, it's a, you're going up there and doing that. So we we built a platform where you don't have to carry cash. It's secure payment. You go up if the animal's not healthy. We we you know like it's canceled, right? You don't pay anything. So. We've really worked on that and we built it up and we're trying to work with veteran charities. Right now we're offering veterans free listings to get the listings on because we kind of just launched in about two months ago. So we're giving veterans free listings, at least the first five that they list. And it's at Byer Barn. So it's B-Y-R-E. It's the old cow barn. So not Briar. Sorry. <laughs> but Briar Barn. Um, dot com. Or, you know, we also forward from B-U-Y-E-R, if you want to spell it that way. And anybody wants to sell, you got to go through a little process to sell it because we got to verify that you're legit, you know, farm. And then, but it takes 10 minutes. And anybody wants any, just just write me at dan at buyerbarn.com or look up uh, buyerbarn.com slash right, hey, I, 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 Dan, I got to stop because I got yeah. lost. Yeah. All right. Um we got we got to refocus this back to the grunts here mm -hmm. listening. So mm -hmm. you're you're saying that I'm lost already. I know, <laughs> I know. But 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 anyways, uh, Candace came out there and said drinks on Nick. Well, Candace, I tried to buy you guys drinks one time, but your husband has an inferiority complex, right? So he had to buy. All right, I'm not gonna say who, who that is. Sorry, but, Candace. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I tried to buy. You didn't let me. Uh, 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 we just went out to dinner. Uh, the other night and same thing like yeah i wasn't gonna give you more details you know? to know who we're talking about but um, that's, not, that's all i'm gonna leave it at yeah, yeah. uh but hey we love get, you bro yeah get get getting back this is two shows in a row paul's got roasted on uh anyways uh so hey let's uh let's go back so if let's just yep. say i have i want to just do some things and raise some chickens Yep. Raise some goats, you know, just because it's a hobby. I'm a veteran. I got my. I, I want to get off the grid a little bit, but it's it's almost impossible for me to sell what I want to sell. Yeah, I go to Briar. Yep. Right. Okay. So sell that shit online. So yep. yeah, those of you guys that are watching that don't understand what we're they're talking about, because I don't. I'm a, I'm a city boy. I got no shit. I have no idea. Like I don't mm -hmm. want a lot. Entire net. It's an entire network. Although yep. I although yep. I would I would get a. Can you sell penguins? I want a penguin, right? Like I would. Yeah, we're not getting them. into penguins no, anytime okay. soon. I, I, we're, I, not I, do, I, we're not doing anything. Have you looked into penguins, though, Dan? <laughs> yeah. Have you looked? No, like, we did. We he did doesn't know already. llamas, but he's integrated yeah. into the penguin community. But pe penguins are actually <laughs> legal to sell in the United States. I found that out. It's bullshit. So, uh, but either way, so a veteran selling who, monkeys and shit that'd be awesome. No. No. So you're you're no, no man, no monkeys, no penguins. So you're you're lions and tigers and bears. No, you're encouraging veterans to you know if reach out to us yeah. yeah reach out to you but also also 
like to for the the PTSD aspect, which oh if yeah, you're, if you're yeah. struggling, now remember PT. I, I'm gonna say it as a disclaimer: PTSD, it, the, the term itself is not real. All right, mm. everything around it is. All right, mm. everything underneath it is. So yeah. if there's if you're struggling to find a way, right? If you're struggling to find a purpose in life, all right, maybe raise a few freaking chickens, man. Like well, get off the grid and do something, oh, yeah. and, then, and 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 then you know you can sell them. Well, and and if anybody's having issues like that, right? I know you guys do a lot with the service stuff. There, there are a ton of uh, veteran-run farms that do that, and I'm going to put that up with with our stuff. I know in North Carolina, there's one. Um, it's called the Veterans Farm in North Carolina, and we're trying to partner with a, a bunch of these guys for free listings with anybody that goes through them. Right? There's the save farm, not save the farm, the save farm.org, save S A V E. And they, they run educational programs outside of Fort Riley and they're great, man. They have us, they have the U S uh, department of education certifications, everything. So there's a lot of those and I'll put up some of those resources on our site. And like I said, buyerbarn.com slash VTT for veteran trash talk. And we'll, we'll put that stuff up, but it, it's therapeutic, man. I got, I'm telling you, I started raising Marama sheepdogs. I have like six puppies downstairs. I'm tired as hell. I took a nap for oh, this thing. Up. And I'm telling you, the damn puppies, I could watch them all day, man. You're like, holy crap. Like, And they ain't people. They're not going to talk back to you, but they give you the eye. And you're like, shit, she's got to go outside. Those puppies are hungry. you know. But I mean, it's – and like I said, there's a guy that um, – I was I was I found a quote right before it came on a guy named Colonel John Fant who runs um, it, the Virginia kind of veteran farming coalition that the USDA put together and he said you know it's an outdoor event it's disciplined it's mission focused it's physically demanding it's problem solving and future planning and I'll be honest that's perfect because he said it 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 it's great for veterans. If you're having PTSD issues, write me, man. I'll find somebody that can bring you on a farm. And because think about it, like the problem I see, like, and I I don't have PTSD. I never really deployed much. I mean, I kind of you know I went to Australia for my grad school. Remember, you really you, you have but, issues yeah. of PTSD. Like yeah. you don't like don't label yourself like like the government no, does to give no, you money. No, yeah, I've got I got I got three daughters that are teenagers now, so and a wife and I feel you. So I got PTSD, but that, let's let's not <laughs> use that term. Right? But I'm just saying, like I, the one thing I liked at the military, you'd go and do like all the OERs and NCOERs you had to do. I don't know if the term's still the same. I've been out for a while, but. You'd also get to go down to the motor pool and talk to somebody and work with your hands and sit outside. So, I mean, I the farm I've had, my wife thinks I'm crazy, and she was in the military, but she thinks I'm crazy going outside. But, man, I got to fix a fence. I got to figure out why this goat's getting loose. I got to go figure out how to put cattle on it. So, it's, it's a fun problem solving. And veterans actually – I looked up a bunch of veteran stats before we came on, like – they're much they're about 10 years older than the average farmer a decade they're like 67 on average and more than half of them their their primary occupation is farming so it's which is unusual about a third primary it's a pretty interesting stat right so, there yeah, yeah so i mean it, it's something to do if you think there's an issue and you just want to get out and work on a farm there's plenty of look look at the labor problems right now it's 10 times more in farming i'm not 
I, I still want to collect an I nine, so I'm not going to hire a bunch of guys I don't know that are, you know. So I, I do a small farm, but if you want to come out and help, shit, I'll help. I'll have you come out. You know? No, but here, here's a good point on the thread too from John Connor, right from Terminator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that I am the kind. I am of the kind that everyone has experienced a traumatizing event in life. How it affects them yeah. varies, however. And uh, I, I love that statement. Yeah. And here's one of the things. I don't think farming uh-huh. will I don't think farming will help me. Okay. Because no. one, yeah. I don't I don't want to farm. Okay. Yeah. However, I do like to probably And the goats farm. are scared, man. Right. I so. do like, they should be. They should be. They should be. Cause I like the devil's animal, man. Right. They are. You know, you gotta take it by the horns, right? But, but anyway. But what no, do you no, say? But but I, I do like to problem solve. I do yeah. like to keep myself active. Um yeah. so again. Whatever is traumatizing you out there, trash talk community, grunt works community, whatever is traumatizing you, you're allowing it to do it. Okay. You can take it over, right? Yeah. You can find a mission in life because you had a mission in the military. And it, it, it's always puzzling to me when people trash the military, but then throw that veteran card out as fast as they possibly can. Yeah. yeah. It's like that veteran community gave you structure, gave you a mission. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. And then like uh just find your purpose, man. Just find and, your and purpose. then and then like like JC Glick, I brought him up earlier, is you know, earlier in the fight show is find your tribe, he says. Yep. Find your tribe. Mm-hmm. Right? Like like it, who cares? Dude, right, find I'm, it. I'm telling you, not yeah. like I said, I don't have a lot of trauma from the military. I, I enjoyed it, but I tell you the best thing I do is go out and use the tractor, man. I mean, it's like therapy and it's like driving the M88, which my NCOs never let me stinking NCOs. <laughs> they they let NCOs. me last day to drive the M88. That was awesome. But I'm just saying. That's when I got fired. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's when I left the military. <laughs> eh, a couple of Korean villages aren't the same, but hey, <laughs> I'm just saying like it's it, it's, you know, I mean, you get some of this equipment, man, is awesome. Like, I've been buying equipment, which the wife hates, too. But, I mean, you're like, holy crap, you can actually own this stuff, you know? So, and, and it's fun. I get guys that want to just come out and help me build a fence because they can use the auger, you know? So, I mean, I'm not saying it's the perfect solution for everybody. There's a lot of guys that it, it, it won't be, you know? No, the, I like how you said that, and that's what I was kind of getting to, was that people who think in the linear English language to where mm-hmm. this will fix that, Okay, yeah. farming won't fix a lot of people watching this show, but it might fix one or two of you. Yeah. All right, and it's a giant system. All right, there's lots of things out there. There's lots of veteran causes out there. There's people that have devoted their lives to this yeah. stuff, you know. And it's like, hey, I just, it's another tool for your kit bag, man. Exactly. So, like yeah. j- just like go say, like, give it. Yeah. Like we always say out the community, like especially BTT official, when our brothers and sisters, you know, yeah. will post at like two or three in the morning. And they're going through some shit. And then the whole community just springs into action and like coping mechanisms and ways to deal with your yeah. stressors. Like I have learned so much from our community, you know, because yeah. our community is really what makes veteran trash talk and BTG official. I have learned so much like, oh, shit, you know, because I deal with like nightmares and stuff and, you know, yeah. sleep issues. And I'm like, oh, that's, man, that's, that's what he me. does. Yeah. That's from Nick. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I go back to I go back to the discipline part too. If you yeah. got to get up at 5 a.m. like you do in the military and you got to go work all day physically, a lot of times some of that stuff fades away, man, because you're just you're working. It, it's something, and most people don't. And think about this: how many how many people are veterans in the U.S.? What like less than five percent? 
Less than it's that. A, it's the two. same number of people that work in agriculture. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's stuff we've lost over the over you know years that I, I don't know. It it makes me happy. I go out there, I work. You know, it's kind of interesting. If you want to come out and look at my farm, I'm happy to have you out, man. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Dan, Dan, uh, yeah. Mickey on the chat. Mickey Severance is an author. He's coming out with some stuff. He's a wild card. Uh, we love having him on the platform and on the show. But he says, would there be an option to do vehicle maintenance and repair? Uh, yes, there's a lot of options. <laughs> I've got I've got plenty out there. And, and that's the other thing. We're trying to look at other options for Buyer Barn to, to bring the, the veteran community together. And, you know, it's hard to start some like social platforms are tough right now. Right. Like there's millions. I mean, not of really. We're there. having a pretty success. But but I want to. Yeah. But I want to. I'm talking about man, managing it. Right. From a buyer barn standpoint, we'd like to build a community where, hey, I need a diesel repair guy to come out because diesel is huge on, and that's one of the biggest stressors right now is the price of diesel. I mean, you guys go and fill your car up with unleaded, but look at the diesel price every time you go by, and I've got to fill my tractor with that every week. Yeah, it's like shit. So yeah, we're trying to do that. We're trying to look into other areas around that piece like you know the farming equipment and that kind of stuff to help the other thing is there are there are programs the v the va like i'll give you an example in texas you can buy farmland as a veteran through a text you know how the va loan works for houses i think yes. all of you know they have one in texas to buy property because you can't just buy unimproved property with a va loan and so certain states have, every state has some different stuff around there and the USDA has other stuff. So yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're a vehicle maintenance, man, if you want, if you're a welder, I learned how to weld after getting a farm. If you're a welder, I mean, all the blue collar stuff really works on a farm because you gotta, I'd buy, I pay a welder right now to come out and help me with a grill because I have a welder and I'm terrible at it. My welds look like, you know, fucking bead about this big in the line of it. it's terrible but yeah there's a lot of work on farms that people could use yeah and then and here's something else that uh when i explain to civilian friends that are trying to find their way in the concrete jungles and stuff like mm -hmm. that i was like you do know that there are people that would be completely content and happy with sleeping under a poncho yeah and doing something that meant something yeah. So obviously in 2022, we could probably offer them more than a poncho, right? Yeah. But it's like there are people that just wanted to work. Yeah. That's what yeah. they want to do. Right. Well, and there's there's yeah. nothing wrong with that no. at all. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. And, and, you know, my wife's been thinking about doing something for you know, kids or something else with that because she's a teacher and, God bless her because I can't stand middle schoolers. But yeah, she wants to do something with that. And the the problem is there's people that want to work. Working with your hands gives you something at the end of the day. And it's something you you probably recognize from the army. If you go down and fix a Humvee, like and I was artillery, so it was a lot more equipment based, right? But you gotta sit out if a gun's down, you go down and sit out with your your mechanics till two in the morning buying pizza, man. And my, I did that for like, as a, as a butter bar, I did that for like two weeks straight. My NCO comes up and goes, sir, they're telling us it's deadlined at 5 PM. So you'll buy a pizza. <laughs> God damn it. Like, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> but the E4 e mafia got you. Stop so, buying a pizza, sir. Yeah. Some the first, the, 
<laughs> the first thing that should have caught your attention is when all the E4s are volunteering for the detail. Hey, no, oh, they were all there. Kind of, yeah. And this is Korea. They had nothing better to do. Yes. It's like, shit. He goes, sir, you got to stop buying a pizza. I was like, and my smoke, I'm 6'2", and I'm a big guy. I play tight end, yeah. I couldn't make the lightweight did you, score. Did, did you play for West Point? I played lightweight with Rob, and then my my sophomore year, I couldn't cut the 40 pounds a week anymore. So what, to, what, what year were you there? What year did you go to West Point? We were both graduating 97, so 97. 93, 97. So, okay. Yeah. Did you know, did you know uh, uh, Rooney? Yeah, did you know him, Rob? No, I get this. No, he was a fullback no. on the on the big boy team. Oh no, Rooney. no, I, we were we were sprinting. He's guy. a field artillery guy. Yeah. Oh, all of them. Look, every football player and yeah. hockey player was foot was. Uh, was yeah. You know yeah. what? I was like seven hundred in the class out of like nine hundred, and I was still a genius in the in the uh, Brandon Rooney. Was yeah, Brandon Rooney. Yeah, I, yeah. I will tell you if he was field artillery, that that's not surprising because. No majority all of, of us yeah majority but majority of the football players out of west point you know th- they used to say you can't spell fat with that fa because that's where all the hey hey, hey, hey. i'm that's triggered the- man i'm triggered <laughs> yeah that's where all the, that's where the offensive linemen the, ca- the camera adds 10 to 30 pounds yeah, 45 so. but they also, <laughs> yeah but they full up did an investigation at west point because they had so many football players going field artillery they're like wait what's going on with that and it's basically the dudes were like on a team together they were brothers, and they were like, well, if I'm going to end up going to war with somebody, I might as well go with somebody that I know. First, you bring right. up a second prosecutor, and then you bring up investigations. For F- Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> now you want to investigate. Now you want to investigate the football team. No. 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 Anyway, yeah, he's probably right. Like, we had – and it helped me, Rob, because I was in the bottom half of the of the class, but I was in the top quarter of the FA guys because all the hockey team went – all the – Football team. Well, wait, say, wait say, that, say that again. That you were in the bottom half of the class, but you I were about top s- of the top of the FA world. So, Bill, yeah. are you watching? Are you listening? All right, all your officers <laughs> are bottom of the class, but hey, the top of look, their class. Here's okay, the problem. So that's that, here's that, the problem with the infantry. Yeah, the no. bell curve does not. The bell curve. Or the bell curve. Rob, back, the bigger old bell curve. All right, Rob, perfect. Move. Back me up on this. There's no bell curve for infantry guys because the top ten percent of the class win infantry. And then everybody else that couldn't make any. <laughs> say that slow. It... Hey, hey, Dan, say that slow for the audience. Hey. The best officers go where? Well, 10% of the best officers go infantry. And 90% are in, scattered everywhere else. Yeah. Right. Because the Fort so Drum the guys. Lar- the largest the, portion hey, go infantry. I'm going to say you got 10th Mountain behind you. The 10th Mountain guys that were infantry. The Vicenza guy that went infantry is probably yeah, a fucking you, Harvard grad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're talking, if you're talking, if you're talking to West Pointers, the the real the real trick is to find out what their first post was, right? So if yeah. their first post was like Fort Bragg, Hunter first, Italy, yeah. Like if you if you talk about their their first assignment, oh yeah, that usually tells you where they were academically yeah. in the class. Yeah. So like if you meet a dude that was in Vicenza, that guy's like the bee's knees. He's like, he's gonna be a medical officer at some point. Yeah, <laughs> like, that guy, yeah, that guy, that guy's pinning on a star somewhere. If he's Fort Drum of any branch, yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, and, That's and, great. And, and, yeah, and the only other the only other one that you got to be cautious of, like if you meet the infantry guy that went to Black Horse. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, I, I will give West Point some credit here. Hey, uh, I, I, I'll give I, Chris a shout out because he went Black Horse and he was fourth from the Chris bottom. Who? Chris, who, 
Yeah, okay. Chris Kennedy, he won't care. Chris Kennedy, <laughs> let's take his, take his ass. But anyway, he tried, uh, he tried to make yeah. GOAT, but didn't make it. So, but. no, I'll, I'll give a shout-out. When I was a, a first sergeant in Hawaii, uh, I got this XO nurse young lieutenant that was uh, supposedly, like, the smartest guy ever from West Point in the engineering program. Like, his name's etched on the fucking wall and shit, right? So, like, he did a really – he made a mistake, all right? The young the, – the young first lieutenant. What? Lieutenant. We don't no, do that. No, There's no, no just, mistakes. I'm just saying. So I knock. I knock on the door, and I said, "Hey, sir, can I, uh, can I, can I show you where you're fucked up here?" And he's like, "Yes, please, first sergeant." And I was like, "I was like, so here, 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 and here." And so he's like, "Oh, damn it!" And he and he realized what he did wrong right away, you know. And I was like, mm-hmm. "I was like, I was like, hey, just it's not a big deal. I already squirted away with battalion. We're fine." And then. uh He's like, oh, shit. And I go, hey, weren't you, like, top of your class at West Point? And he was like, I was, you know. And I was like, what degree? He's like, engineering. I'm like, was that even, is that, that even a good school for engineering? <laughs> and, and he looks up at me and he goes, why don't you look it up? <laughs> oh. And I, and I look it up, and it's, like, fourth in the world. Dude, <laughs> dude every, every railroad. Every so ra- he had the highest GPA in the, yeah. ever. And the engineering program. (laughs) And you know what's kind of funny? Everybody, you know, everybody talks about how West Pointers, I think West Pointers give back to society. And I'm not trying to defend this, but no, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not high on the GPA list, but I will say I love history and I love history and biography, biographies. And if you look at um, West Pointers before, West Point was the first engineering college in the, in America. And that's why they, and you look at the Civil War afterwards, I think almost every railroad was b- built by a West Pointer because there was no engineers anywhere. Like Harvard was for doctors. And so it's it's a weird – I love that they still make them do engineering minors at least, Rob. I know I don't know what your major was, but it's it's still something they have to – yeah. I, yeah, I, I think the, the, the scary part is, is now they're like top five yeah. in engineering and then they're top five in liberal arts. And, and that's scary. Well, farm is a definition of liberal arts, right? as it should like, be, though. And I, I've always we, this is a whole other show, so we'll have to cut it short here. But like, <laughs> I, we're hey, let's let's get on uh, let's get on the fifth principle and talk about this. Right. I think this would be a good fifth principle podcast show. We'll bring Buddy back on. We'll talk about just how important the service academies are, not only to the United States, like government and the, the, to the military, but to the to, to the world, to the world. Well, right. society like, like, in general, right? Yeah, yeah. The problem is you get like I, I you know, I got out of it for six. See, this is what happens when you leave an open-ended statement to us. No, but I get a uh, hey, go trying trying to close it out, Dan. Hey, right, but no, I got no, out for yeah. six and a half years. Everyone makes fun of you, but they give something to society that I think helps, and that's all. I'll leave it. I didn't retire. I didn't do anything. And but I, and now you're bringing. I will say. I will say the one thing I will say that I've seen a lot with the the war in Ukraine and stuff and talking about foreign militaries. You mean the, the war in thing, Poland? You mean the war in the, Poland that Ukraine the best The best thing that's happened in the U.S. military is the development of the NCO Corps. And I wholeheartedly think that. And I'm not trying to pander to the audience, but like if you look at foreign militaries growing up overseas, they don't have foreign, they don't have an NCO Corps. They've got officers that beat people and keep them. Look at the Russians. They can't even go into Ukraine. So. I mean, they I, did. I just, They've been there since 2012. 
They try, but uh, they're going to be there yeah. for longer than Vietnam. Let's uh, let's uh, uh don't worry, Dave. I'll close out for you. So uh, yeah, this is we we could bring you on for uh the fifth principle, and uh, I'd love it, man. Well, but we'll definitely have Dan on for this conversation with West Pointers, uh, and any service academy. But a little AAR, real quick for those of you watching. All right, we covered some some government spending issues. All right, uh, we 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 covered uh, let, let let's get this investigation. It's not shocking that those of you cheering for an investigation on you know the former President Trump that will cost twenty to thirty million dollars don't care because you don't have any you don't have any money. You probably have zero money. You probably are living paycheck to paycheck, which I'm not making fun of you, but you don't stop wasting money. All right. We don't need to spend it there. All right. That was one of the things that happened on the show today. We also covered a conspiracy where aliens definitely landed in Zimbabwe and they told them to stop, stop coming to technology. Yeah. Using technology. And before yeah, the baker yeah. gets all upset, they spoke to them telepathically, not in English. All right, right. motherfucker. Right. It was telepathically. So, right, right, speaking right, a language. Right, right, yeah. right. So it's like, so, learn the, the language. Out. Show the fuck out. All right. And then we had Dan yeah, they Robinson. They also learn on. English over there. They yeah. also learn English over there. And then so. we had Dan Robinson on, who uh, started Briar Barn. And you can look on the. Briar. 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 That's what I said. Buyer. You said Briar. Briar. You said Briar. Is that take me down to the Briar Barn? Is that that's that's I'll take you down to the right? Briar Patch? Yeah, yeah, the Briar Patch. Isn't that, isn't that Disneyland, Disney World? So, uh, yeah. so the Buyer Barn. Okay, you go down to the buyerbarn.com. It's on our. It's on the link to uh, on the mm-hmm. event. Go there if you have any interest in starting your own little small farm and then making a little bit of extra cash. That's your answer right there. All right, you can mm-hmm. do that. So if you're looking for a purpose, looking for a goal to do something just in your off time, because guess what, veterans? In your backyard, your backyard, you raise chickens. Make sure you're zoned properly, though. In in, you know, in my, I don't think you can have chicken. Well, no roosters. No roosters. You can have chickens. Pay attention to that. But uh, as a as a recently retired guy, like you got to keep yourself active. You got to keep your brain working. You got to keep yourself doing something. Uh, and if you're just sitting there wondering why the world sucks, and I, I know this hurts to hear it, but it's because it's you, all right? The world sucks because you're making it suck, all right? Make it awesome. And there's plenty of people here at Veteran Trash Talk that will help you, all right? We're not going to do it for you, but we will help you. We will point you in the right direction, get your ass moving, okay? And that's exactly what NCOs do, all right? We will get your ass fucking moving and get the job done. All right, so that's what happened today on Veteran Trash Talk. Now, we got to get off the air here pretty soon. Why? Because Throat Punch Monday, okay? Monday morning Throat Punch Advocate. Coming right? back. They are yeah. coming back for season three, and they are covering a special on the I Am Vanessa Guillen. And just like I said in the fight show earlier, if you're a guy that doesn't want women in combat arms, that's fine. We can all make an argument for that, right? Like, we can make an argument for it and against it. If you're a guy that wants to just make sexist-ass remarks to people on our page, remember, veteran trash talk speaks for everybody. Damn not, it. Not, That's some oh, shit go not, down the other day not, in the group. I know. That not, guy can fuck off. I'm not yeah, going to name any names. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Not just you. So if yeah. you're going to come on a chat thread and talk about, maybe, maybe pick a different thread to do that on. All right. Don't do one on somebody 
uh, a service member who was chopped up into pieces. All right, now, probably not not the right not the right place to do it. All right, we stand up for failure every, from top to bottom in that unit. Yeah, yep. we, we could we talk st- about that one for we hours. Sta- we stand up for everybody, and we're also the first ones to call your ass out. All right, so Unless you're a piece of shit. We're not yeah. standing up for your ass. Yeah, we <laughs> will call your ass out. It's that simple. But again, throw punch Mondays back. Season one, season three, episode one is today at uh, seventeen hundred Eastern time, which is in about forty minutes. All right, so uh, check that out. You're going to have some uh, veterans who are victim, uh, MST survivors that are going to talk about the Vanessa Guillen experience, and uh, we'll uh, or the special whatever it's called, and then uh, we'll uh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that people watch that and not watch us. So, Dave, close us out. No, it's nineteen. It's nineteen hundred Eastern. Man, nineteen hundred Eastern. Sorry, God, 19, spoke. God yeah. spoke to us. You guys can't hear it, but God's like you said the time wrong. I've been drinking, Chris. Yeah. All right, so uh, all right, Dan, close this up. Good. Yeah. Hey, Dan, I'm going to give you a final word. Rob, thanks for coming on. Some insightful knowledge there, as always. Um, maybe do a little plug for you. You're still doing your podcast, right? I've listened to several of your episodes, yeah. but I haven't recently. So if you want to put a plug out there from the front line, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I do philosophy from the front line. And, hey, anybody of the Veteran Trash Talk Nation want to share your transition story, let me know. Uh, I mean, these guys know how to find me. And uh, I ask five questions, you know, about your transition. And it's just a resource for those that that need to have a community. And if you're afraid to come up on the net and actually have a conversation with somebody, I've got 60 episodes that you can listen to and, and kind of figure out some tools of the trade. And I, I do book reviews. I do all kinds of stuff to kind of keep people – everybody uh, kind of focused in on their transition because nobody's going to take care of you in transition other than you, right? Just like in the army, if you want to have a good career, you've got to take care of yourself because sadly, you know, when left to make decisions for their own best interest, people will make decisions for their own best interest and have you fall to the wayside. And for those of you guys that don't know, Trigger Joe is on the ask for football college football round table every week. And, uh, He's been, killing you guys. Yeah, he's been crushing us, but uh, he gives some great betting advice as far as college football is concerned. And it's a it's a really good show, and, and we're damn proud of it, and we're damn proud to have Joe on the show with us. But uh, I'll pass it back over to you guys, and I'll pause there. Thanks, Rob. Dan, final words. Hey, man, we're dedicated to helping small veteran farmers in America. So if you want to come, you need anything, you want to help us revolutionize Farm animal auctions, go to buyerbarn, B-Y-R-E-B-A-R-N.com slash VTT for Veteran Trash Talk. And if you just... I will see you later, and I'll give you that link, because she wants to buy a goat for her husband. So we're going to make sure that that happens. I've got some goats on the the farm. And then, or write us at info at buyerbarn.com. Thanks, guys. I love being here. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for coming on. Um, Yeah. We'll catch you next Saturday. Love y'all. Thanks, man. VTT out. Cheers.